you are in the process of becoming every day. And whether you're becoming better or worse depends on what you give yourself to. Uncommon Favor, Part 2. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful joy and delight and honor to have you to tune in and join us. Well, I would like to share just a little humor. At a wedding reception, the groom was impressed and encouraged by the way one of his elderly relatives kept referring to his wife with a multitude of endearing names. And this elderly gentleman, he would refer to his wife and call her the love of his life, or he would say, my sunshine, my princess, my sweetheart, my cupcake. He would say, my pumpkin spice. And he had all of these beautiful names that he called his wife. They had been married for 65 years. And the groom said to him, he said, it's so inspiring to me that after all these years, you refer to your wife with such special nicknames. And he said, you are obviously very, very much in love. And the elderly gentleman, he replied, he said, well, to tell you the truth, he said, I actually forgot her name 15 years ago. (laughs) Well, we are doing part two. We're doing part two of a series entitled Uncommon Favor, Uncommon Favor. And we're studying the book of Daniel, and we're studying the life of four young men, Daniel and his three friends, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. And so we're talking about the uncommon favor that was on their lives, and it's uh, representative to us that we can have God's favor. It shows what happens when God's favor and his power and presence is on a life and what he can do through you, who you can become, places you can go, what you can accomplish when God's favor, his uncommon favor. And there was something special about these four young men And it was really uncommon. They stood out from everyone else. They stood out from the rest. They weren't average. There was nothing common about them. And it speaks to us to let us know that we're special. We're special people. We are different. There's something about us. And it's represented here in the book of Daniel that we're not just common people. We're not common people. We are special because of the grace of God, because of the power of God, because of the uh, privileges of God, the Spirit of God, the anointing of God, because of the favor of God. Man, it makes us special, and it makes us stand out, and we have preferential treatment. We have special advantages because of this uncommon favor and because of this uncommon favor. And so we're studying the life of these men and it really inspires our lives. Remember I said that Daniel's name means God is my judge. God is my judge. 
And that just reminds us that we do our work unto the Lord. And no matter what is done against us, no matter how unfairly we've been treated, God is our judge, which means that he'll right every wrong. We don't have to fight for ourselves, that God will vindicate us. God will vindicate us. And our position is to just continue being honorable and doing what's right before God. And God takes care of the rest. Then we said that Daniel's three friends, their name Hananiah means the grace of the Lord. Mishael means that he is the strong God. And Azariah means the Lord is a help. The Lord is a help. And so here he is in this foreign kingdom, this foreign land where God was his judge. They were taken captive and God was his judge. And yet he's there with the grace of God the help of God, and the mighty God. Oh, man, I tell you, if you had to be anywhere, (laughs) you would definitely want to have those attributes of God with you. And I want you to notice that God is in each of their names. God is in each of their names. God is my judge. God is my helper. Uh, I have his grace. He is the strong God. So God is in each of their names. And that says to us that we have his name. We have his name. We have his name. By inheritance, we've inherited the name of Jesus. And so we have the name of Jesus. We've inherited that name, which is above every other name. That name has power in it, and so we have the special privilege and use of using that name. There's power in that name, and so we have his name. Also, we have all of the covenant redemptive names of God. We have El Shaddai, we have El Rohi, we have El Rapha, we have Jehovah Rapha, we have Jehovah Jireh, we have Jehovah Nisi, we have Jehovah Sitkanu, we have Jehovah Makedesh, we have Jehovah Shammah, we have El Rawi, we have all of these covenant names, these redemptive covenant names, and it's a special attribute of God in our lives. One name, Shammah, means that he's with me. Another name means he's my healer, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rohi, he's my shepherd, Jehovah Jireh, he's my provider. And so all of these covenant names, Jehovah Nisi, he's my victory. He's my banner of victory, Jehovah Nisi. On my way to church today, I passed by a beautiful rainbow. Beautiful. It was just gorgeous, and it was just beautiful rainbow. And I immediately thought of the scripture that says, his banner over us is love. His banner over us is love. His banner over us is love. It was a sign of God's uncommon favor. God's uncommon favor in our lives is a sign of the fact that he is a promise-keeping God. He's a covenant-keeping God. And that rainbow just really lit me up on the inside when I saw it. Just a sign from heaven. Just a sign from heaven to give us a sign of his grace, a sign of his love, and a sign of his covenant, a sign of his promise, a sign of how much he loves us, and a sign of his goodness in our lives. So we have his name. Say, I have his name. 
I have his name. I have all the covenant redemptive names of God. I have all the covenant redemptive names. In fact, Psalms 91 says to us in Psalms 91, because you have known my name, because we've set our love on him, and because we have known his name, those two things, because we've set our love on him, and because we have known his name. He said, because of that, I'll satisfy you with long life. I will show you my salvation and satisfy you with long life because you set your love on me because you know my name. And so that's power in his name. So we have his name. Say that with me again. I have his name. Man, we've received that name by right of inheritance, by right of redemption. We have received the name of Christ. We've received the name of Jesus and we can use that name in his stead. And so when we use that name, it's as if Jesus himself is there because he is there because he's invested himself into the power of his name. And so just like these four young men, God was in all of their names and that speaks to us. And I believe it was speaking of a time that will come where you would have his name. And that time is here now. We have his name. We have his name. We have his name. We have his name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. A name of which every knee has to bow. Praise God. Glory. Don't get me excited. I didn't come to just preach on his name. <laughs> That's just a piece of the journey on the way. That's not my main subject. <laughs> oh, man. But I get excited thinking about his name. We have his name. Then here's something else I picked up. These four Hebrew young men, they were sons. They were sons. They were taken captive out of Judah, out of Jerusalem to Babylon. These guys had parents. They were sons. They were young men. They were young men. Most likely they were teenagers. They were young men taken. They were all sons. Says to us, we are sons. We are sons now. We are sons now. Because of Christ Jesus, we have received the spirit of sonship. We've received the spirit of sonship so that we can now cry, Abba, Father, we are sons now. What kind of love is this that the Father has bestowed on us that we might be called the sons of God? We are sons. We are sons now. We are sons. We receive sonship. We receive sonship. And if you are a female, you've received daughtership. <laughs> we receive, we receive childrenship is what I'm saying. We're sons now. These young men were sons. You know, Daniel is a very prophetic book. In fact, Daniel is the second most prophetic book in the Bible. Revelations is number one, of course. Daniel is number two. Anytime someone teaches on the end time, eschatology. Anytime there's any end time teaching, you must refer to Revelation and you must refer to Daniel. These are the two most prophetic books that give insight into the end time events in the Bible. You have to talk about Daniel. When Jesus walked the earth, he referred to Daniel. He talked about Daniel. Jesus referred to Daniel. Daniel is a powerful prophetic book. It's a powerful prophetic book, and I'm seeing it as I'm studying it. I'm seeing how where we are today in the body of Christ, many of these things 
things, we got the image of it from the book of Daniel. We are sons, we have his name. Came out of the book of Daniel long before we were sons and we had his name. Praise God. The Bible was already preaching the inheritance of Christ Jesus way before Jesus even got in the earth. It was preached in Daniel. And the book of Daniel was shouting out even a thousand years before Christ came that you would be sons and you would have his name. If only I had three people just to shout amen right there. (laughs) Man, we have his name and we are sons. We have his name. We are sons. We have his name and we are sons. Here's something else. Daniel made a decision to honor God. He made a decision to honor God. And we said that your decisions determine your conduct. Your decisions determine your character. Your decisions determine your destiny. Daniel made a decision. The Bible says he purposed in his heart he would not eat the king's meat. He made a decision, and it shaped his conduct, his character, and his destiny. I like the discipline. Not only did he make a decision, he had great discipline. Daniel uh, teaches us about discipline of taking care of the body, and He brought his body under or in subjection to his spirit man. So Daniel didn't live by the dictates of his flesh. He lived by the leading of his spirit. And he made his body obey his spirit. And he had great discipline. He disciplined his body. He disciplined his body. And as a result, Daniel had great health Benefits, And so we get this little coded message from the Holy Spirit, how to take care of your body. It's coded in the book of Daniel. Churches all over the world practice the Daniel diet. And I want you to notice Daniel asked for two things. He said, give me vegetables and give me water. And I want to ask you this question, because this is kind of like I said, it's the Holy Spirit laying over right on top of our lives. The question the Holy Spirit asked us today, what two things can you start today to cause your health to elevate? Daniel asked for two things. He said, I need water and I need vegetables. Could we use more water in our health regiment? Could we drink more water? Could we eat more fresh vegetables? Even if we take the same two things Daniel took, but those were the two things he implemented into his health regimen, and it improved his health. It improved his vigor, his stamina, the way he looked. It changed his appearance. It changed his energy level. He was healthy, and so it was a way of the Holy Spirit showing us that if you want to radiate with health and vitality and vibrancy, you need to discipline your body. You need to discipline your body. You need to do at least two things today to elevate your health. Daniel did two things to elevate his health. He started drinking water and he started eating vegetables. What two things can you start today to elevate your health? What two things can you start today to elevate your health? We get that question straight out of the book of Daniel. I love it. I love it. I love that. Holy Spirit can speak uh, thousands of years ago and it's relevant today. I love that. I never read the Bible as a history book. I always read the Bible as God speaking to me now. This is a question he asked. What two things can you start today to elevate your health? What two things can you start today to elevate your health? Daniel chose. Daniel said, I'll drink water and I'll eat vegetables. And so he went on a particular regiment 
of water and vegetables, and it changed his health. You want to change your health? What two things can you start today to change your health, your vibrancy, your energy levels, your youthfulness? You have to change some things, and Daniel brought the discipline into his life, and it showed up. It was manifest in the way he looked. He was stronger because two things he chose to add to his life, honoring God, and God honored his decision. God honored the discipline that he put in his life, and God even caused more youthfulness and more energy and more vitality, more strength to show up in his youth, in his appearance. And I just love that. I love that. I love the fact that we can discipline our bodies. We can discipline our bodies. Your body doesn't rule you. You rule your body. You rule your body. And so we can do things to elevate our health. And so I like the way he kept it simple. What two things can you do to elevate your health today? What two things? Just two. Just two. It could be I can stop eating salt or I can stop eating fried foods or I can stop eating after midnight. I don't know the reason I said midnight, because I eat late myself. So that's why I pushed it back a little bit. <laughs> I know technically you're not really supposed to be eating. After 8, 9 o'clock, you're not really supposed to be eating. I pushed it back to midnight because I'm a late eater. <laughs> but what two things can you do to elevate your health? In fact, when Daniel made this decision... It inspired his friends. So Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, they decided to join in. I love that. I love that. They joined in. But they said, you know what, Daniel? That sounds good. We'll do it, too. We'll do it, too. We'll do it, too. Leadership means that you lead yourself in a way that inspires others. And so Daniel was a leader simply because of the way he led himself, the discipline he put in his own life. It inspired others, and that's what leadership is. Leadership means you lead yourself in a way that inspires others. And Daniel led himself in such a way that it inspired Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, and they followed suit. And then God honored their commitment. When you honor God, God honors you. That's the principle we see here in the book of Daniel. God honored their commitment, the commitment that Daniel made. God honored his commitment. God saw the commitment, and God honored the commitment. When you honor God, God honors you. You never have to worry whether or not God takes notice when you honor him. He does. When you honor God with your time, when you honor God with your finances, when you honor God with your conduct, when you honor God with your obedience, when you honor God by the way you treat and love other people, when you honor God, God honors you. When you honor God, God honors you. That's a principle. That's a principle we see here in the book of Daniel. It's not by accident that Daniel began to have uncommon favor. It's not by accident. In fact, in Daniel chapter 1 verse 9 it says Daniel had favor with the dean. He had favor with the dean. Because keep in mind, these young men were in a training program, and so they had a dean over them, and Daniel had favor with the dean, but God, the verse actually reads, says, now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love 
with the prince of the eunuchs. So God did that. God favored Daniel because Daniel honored God. Because Daniel honored God, God honored Daniel. When you honor God, God honors you. Very simple. I love it. I love it. And it also lets us know that God poured this favor out on us. So it says to us today that God wants to pour his unsurpassing, his beyond, far beyond, and surpassing favor on us. God wants to pour his far and beyond favor on us. I love that. Say that with me. God wants to pour his far and beyond favor on me. Point to yourself. Let's say that again. God wants to pour his far and beyond favor on me. One translation says his surpassing favor, his surpassing favor. God loves favoring us. And like I said, the message I received when I even passed that rainbow on my way to church, this is the favor of God. And God says, I want to favor you. I want to favor you. I love you so much. I want to favor you. I want to favor you. It's a sign of my favor over your life. This is a sign of my favor on you. You're mine. It's a sign of my favor. Here's Daniel and these four young men. In captivity, yet the favor of God was on them. Yet the favor of God was on them. Yet the favor of God was on them. The favor of God, the favor of God. And it was uncommon. It was uncommon favor. Let me read this verse quickly. Listen to this. Daniel chapter 1, verse 17 says, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in visions and dreams. Here's a prayer that we can pray. Here's a prayer that we can pray. Pray this prayer with me. Say it with me. Father, help me to learn, grasp, retain, grow. Give me insight. Give me wisdom. Man, that's a prayer that we can pray because I see it here in the book of Daniel. God, listen to it again. God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. God boosted their brain power. God boosted their intellect. They were able to learn faster. They were able to comprehend more. They were able to learn in depth. Their knowledge was increased. They had uncommon favor. It was a miracle of God working here in their intellect. And this is powerful because we've heard about the miracle of God working in healing, you know, where the lame get healed or the dead get raised. We've heard about the miracle working power of God in the physical body, but we've never heard about the miracle working power of God in our intellect. Never had thought of that. I had never thought about that. This is the miracle working power of God in their intellect, in their brain power. This is so important, and this is why I wanted us to pray that prayer. We see it in Daniel, so that means we can ask for it. We can ask for it. We can ask for it because 
God freely gives it. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally. And so if Daniel had it, we can ask for it. We can ask for it. We can ask for it. It's a prayer. And man, I love it. I love it. I love it. Especially for students. If you're in high school, if you're in elementary school, if you're in college, if you're taking advanced courses, trying to get an advanced degree, or if you're just in life as a lifelong learner, I want you to know that God can increase your intellect. God can increase your learning ability. God can increase your skill. God can, he can increase your effectiveness, your mental power. He literally can boost your brain power. He can boost your brain power. And we have never thought about that. We've only thought about praying, you know, God heal my broken leg or God heal me of cancer. We've never thought to pray, God boost my brain power. God boost my intellect. God boost my memory. God boost my clarity. Boost my creativity. Boost my learning ability. Let me be able to retain. Increase my memory and my performance. Why not? Why not? Why not? Daniel tapped into that and God began to increase his mental capacity. Man, I've never heard this preached. And I've been around a long time. I've never heard this preached. I've never heard anybody say, God, boost my brain power. But that's in the book of Daniel. That's in the book of Daniel. Isn't this good, man? The Holy Spirit is bringing this out. A thousand years later, he's bringing this out. I love that. I love that. But God talks to us right now. Students pray. Students pray because... Let me show you what happened. Let me show you what happened. Listen to this. Daniel chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none, like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king, verse 20, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, He found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. They exceeded everybody else in terms of their intellect, their brain power. They were ten times better because God gave them wisdom and learning and knowledge. God boosted their brain power. This is a miracle working power of God. It's a favor of God, but it came on them and it began to manifest. And so that's why I said we can pray this prayer. God, give me wisdom. God, increase my learning. God, help my memory, improve my memory. Father, give me the ability to learn. Give me wisdom. Folks, we're not alone. We can tap into something far greater than ourselves. The Bible says, man, I'm about to throw my tablet up in the air, but the Bible says, Jesus has made unto us wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus has made unto us wisdom. The ancient of days lives on the inside of us. All the wisdom of God is right here in your heart. If we would just ask him, he's the one that created everything. He's a genius in math. He's a genius in all of the sciences. He's a genius in architecture. He's a genius in everything because he created it all and he lives right here. Jesus is made unto us wisdom. All we have to do is ask him, Jesus, you know everything about everything. Show me this. Help me with that. How do I learn this? Increase my knowledge. Give me light on this. Turn the light on. Give me understanding. 
Give me a revelation. Show me. Make me sharper. Make me smarter. Boost my brain power. Boost my intellect. Father, let your anointing hit my cerebral cortex. <laughs> Man, but this is what happened in the book of Daniel, and it's what we are privileged to. And I'm going to stop right here because I'm out of time. Man, oh my goodness. I just can't hardly wait to get into this. This is some good stuff. I had never heard it. I had never heard it, so I'm actually hearing it for the first time myself. And I've been around a long time. I've been in church all my life. I've never heard anybody talking about boosting your brain power. But it's in the book of Daniel. It's in the book of Daniel. Why do you think God put those smart men in there? He was trying to say something to us, the church, his kids, we are his sons. He was trying to say something. We should be smarter. We should be lighter. We are wisdom. We are light. And that anointing is available to us. That anointing is available to us. That anointing is available to us. They were 10 times better than everyone else. You are in the process of becoming every day. And whether you're becoming better or worse depends on what you give yourself to. And so we get a picture of Daniel and these young men, what they gave themselves to, how they became better, how the power of God hit their lives, their intellect, hit their physical body, and it began to boost them. It began to empower them. The favor of God began to promote them. And man, it's so exciting. We'll get into it. I'm going to stop right here because I've preached myself happy. Oh man, I'm so excited and I'm so happy. Man, I'm enjoying God. This is who we serve. It's who we are. It's who we are. We're children of light. We're children of light. We're never in darkness. We're never in darkness. We're never in darkness. And I'm not saying that you will necessarily know everything, but the one who is in you, he does know everything. And he can whisper it to you. He can show it to you. He can point it out to you. He can lead you to it. He knows. He's on the inside of us. Those of, you, <laughs> those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com and you can listen to this entire series absolutely free of charge, uncommon favor. And you can also email it to a friend. But thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part two of the series titled Uncommon Favor by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7909. That's 7909. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7909 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the Word. Oh, brothers of the word.